You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Konnichiwa! <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boys. Uh, welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, where we discuss the gray areas of the Christian faith, answering those questions that possibly keep you up at night and make you wonder about the universe and existence. Um, today we got a super awesome episode talking about persecution within the church in the West and the East and talking about mm. uh, the different types of persecution that maybe America experiences versus uh, maybe places like Saudi Arabia or Syria mm. um, or Malaysia or stuff like that, um, different countries where Christianity is illegal and talking about all that stuff. be a good time. Hokatsimatsu! <laughs> Uh, he's picked up Japanese over the last week. No, I'm just it's gibberish. That wasn't well, ja- Kanichiwa wasn't yeah gibberish. He said, but what I, whatever I just said it was gibberish. <laughs> to our Japanese fans, uh, we don't think our language is gibberish. Um, good no. news today, I got a new mug, courtesy of my girlfriend for my birthday gift and shirt. Uh, and well, I, yeah, this is not a gift, but I bought this ten dollars H and M. Great find. Um, what does it say? H&M shirts are always $10. Yeah, I know. Still a great find. Okay. Sometimes they charge like $25 for things. I'm like, H&M. Go on. Okay. Just like Old Navy. They do this too. At what point did you think you could demand these prices? <laughs> Dude, in Asia, they're, they're so much more expensive than they are here. Mm-hmm. Like you'll go to like some poor suburb in Thailand and there's just randomly an H&M and it's just everything's randomly $40. Right. Like US dollars. And yeah. Like, I could go outside and buy a full meal for like twenty five cents. Yeah, how are you right? charging forty dollars for this shirt right mm-hmm. now? Or, and I think like, like I went to Old Navy to buy some clothes because I'm going to the Middle East soon, and I thought like, oh, Old Navy, not too expensive, whatever. And I walked in, and it was like really pricey, and I was like, you guys aren't this cool. Like you don't, you're, <laughs> you're like, you're supposed to be nice. Like you're supposed to, in mm-hmm. my mind, like I think because I'm, like I am middle class. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, if my finances would actually make me poor like my income you're definitely not middle class definitely yeah okay i grew up middle class you're very far below the poverty line yes technically i am mindset wise middle class so that's why i think old navy like yeah old navy is like for me mm. and then i go there, I'm like oh or maybe middle class is just maybe it still is middle class and i'm just, just your poor. mindset i'm just poor yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah ten dollar shirt great time this mug oh. i made some the last of my beans and let me tell you light roast that's what i got light roast coffee trash anyone who likes light roast i'm convinced does not like coffee because it tastes so sweet coffee's not supposed to be sweet why is coffee sweet it's not hmm. light roast is garbage and i'm forcing myself to drink it because i don't want to waste my money hmm. there's a song called middle class state of mind but i don't know oh really who is by oh i have no idea also i got this hat as a gift what's up michigan all right well that's gonna kill me for us the episode represent all right well today do you get serious we're going to talk about um persecution if christians in america experience persecution what they experience and the differences between or a little bit of the differences between uh persecution in the rest of the world versus persecution in the west mainly mm-hmm. right so is there anything you want to start off with maybe we can define some terms or or something like that yeah we can do that um do you have the definition of persecution on, on your notes there? yeah 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 i can okay. find it um, I would say, first off, you having to wear a mask is not persecution. Straight no. up. No. Next. No. My podcast is over. That's it. 
<laughs> no one's listening anymore. <laughs> you turned everybody off. All right, persecution is hostility and ill treatment, especially because of race or political. Oh, sorry, because of race, pol- politics, or religion. Mm. Yes. Um, so in some, yeah, in some sense, people in the West do experience that because if it's an intentional hostility because mm. you're a Christian, that would fall under the banner of persecution, mm-hmm. right? It's hostility, though. That's not necessarily like. Um, we can get into this a little bit later too. Um, I think. I guess I'm just going to tell you what I believe Okay. now. Um, I think what Christians in the West experience a lot is discrimination, not necessarily persecution, right? And the definition of discrimination is the unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people or things, especially on the grounds of race, age, or sex. Uh, but I think Christians are more discriminated against rather than um, persecuted. persecuted. I definitely think... There is a level of persecution that's growing towards Christians in the West now. Um, specifically, violence is what I what I consider persecution. Right? You can say it's hostility. Um, I think you could be hostile without being necessarily violent. Um, mm-hmm. But like even being on the the edge of being violent, I think is still hostility or threatened hostility or threatened violence, um, depending on your definition. So you go with either one of those. Um, I think it's growing, but I don't think it's prevalent right now. I right. think I think discrimination is prevalent because we live in like a post-Christian society, right? Where it's it's not normal for to be accepted because you're Christian, right? Mm-hmm. If it was normal to be accepted because you're a Christian, we would live in a Christian society, right? Right. right. We live in a post-Christian society where it's um, not normal for you being a Christian to be acceptable or to be accepted mm. by just like the general populace, right? Right. And you can make an argument against that. And I think America is more perceived, especially by Asia, as, um, like, a Christian nation. Um, But we're definitely post-Christian now, in my opinion. Um, Because I think we're very discriminated against as Christians. We can talk about the different ways I think that is. But do you want to go more into um, uh, this country versus this country persecution or the difference in America's persecution and discrimination? Where do you want to go? I'm good for either. I was going to say, yeah, like, discrimination for sure i would Mm. say i would probably side with you on the degree like a certain degree of violence then being considered persecution if you want to take just the definition that we read where there's like hostility towards you could say you were persecuted if you were like bullied for being a christian yeah but i would i'd agree though yeah but i wouldn't go outright say oh you're being persecuted like you might it's micro or be like it's like persecution but it's not like serious persecution Right, like you're not going to jail because you're a Christian. But you just say there's levels to persecution, yeah, right? There's... Because in other countries, you could be jailed for even like possibly being a Christian, yeah, right? Or even yeah. a Muslim, right? They experience a lot of persecution in China. Like uh-huh. you can be jailed for even like possibly have associating, have been associating with one of those people, right? Or you could be excommunicated. There's a lot of different uh, from society. There's a lot of different versions of what persecution can look like, and it's always far more extreme. Um, not in the West. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think those versions are extreme persecution when we experience, if we experience persecution, it's just like the base level of persecution that you can experience. Right. Yeah. It's very nuts. Uh, I would say it's not life threatening. Right. Maybe in some small cases, small cases, but yeah, I'd say we can probably talk about like what persecution in other countries would look like. Mm. I don't know. I don't have a specific country picked out in my mind and having stats on that, but we mm. both carry information about that and it being in 
being in a, yeah. the type of work that we are, it's talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. In yeah. a lot of places, it's hard to get jobs if people know that you're Christian. Um, mm-hmm. You have to keep it very secret. In a lot of places, especially the Muslim world, you're excommunicated from your family, from your social circle, which is where most of the time you get a lot of your jobs and your education from um, is your family and your social social circle. You're excommunicated from those things, so you probably have no place to live now. You probably the job you've had for a long time you don't you no longer have, right? So you got to rebuild your life from scratch. You also have no friends, so you have no community anymore, and you're a Christian. Right. Yeah. The repercussions are very. There's not a lot of those around to create community with if you're in another nation that's Muslim, right? Right. So it can be like that persecution is very upfront and very intense. Also, not even just Muslim, like uh, Buddhist too. I've met some people in Cambodia who he said he. I met this guy and he's like, I became a Christian, Mm -hmm. and he was like crying because he was talking about how grateful he was for the people that he was around who were Christian. Because this guy became a Christian and his whole family rejected him. His whole family like kicked him out of the kicked him out. And he's just like, oh, I don't have anyone. Mm-hmm. And he like he came to he came to where we were at, a couple hours away from where his family's from, and was just like found Christian community and was mm-hmm. grateful for it. But was just so like yeah, like he didn't have anything. Yeah, oftentimes like everything is stripped away from you if people find out that you're Christian. Like everything that's important to you, right? And so I think that's why there's such a stark contrast between people saying they're persecuted in the West and um, versus like the East. Like you just it seems like you're not using the same word because there's such a stark difference, right? Like if there's hostility towards a Christian in the West, it's usually not like the threat of death or the threat of excommunication from everything you know because Christians, Christianity is a little more accepted, right? It's usually like a, I don't like you, I'm going to yell at you, right? Or I'm going to be hostile towards you, but like your whole reality isn't usually threatened, right? right. And, and there's... So, Just the difference between those two things seems so stark. It seems like you would want to use a different word, which is why I think you and me can get kind of irritated when we hear certain Christians say, I'm being persecuted for my faith because, like, this happened. I got yelled at in the street today. Where I think technically that fits the definition of persecution, but it's just so much different than what we're used to hearing persecution as or even what we see in the Bible that it's hard to use that same word. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah, because I think that in some sense you are being persecuted in the West for like, like I said earlier, bullying. But it's like we should have a different word because mm. it down. I would say if you use the same word, it downplays what our brothers and sisters in different countries are going through, mm-hmm. right? And I w- I don't want to take away from the seriousness of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that our problems in the West aren't serious. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, um, that was whatever. Um, it's not to say that they're not serious. It's to say like. Well, they aren't necessarily as serious. Mm-hmm. It's a concern, and we should be talking about it, but it's not life-threatening. It's not as serious yeah. in a way that's not life-threatening. It's probably still somewhat as concerning because we know we, we, can, we can look down and see mm-hmm. where this road leads. You know, we know that, like, once you tolerate a little bit, then people take a little bit more, and they go a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it might be, like, at one point it was inappropriate to yell at someone and make fun of them because they're Christian, and now now it's okay to make fun of Christians. And yeah. Well, now it's okay to shut down Christians, Christian businesses because they're not going to, like, do something for you socially. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's okay to, like, maybe jail Christians if they're not going to partake in certain things. And it just, you can see the, when the, mm-hmm. um giving a little and compromising little 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 mm-hmm. can lead to extreme things where it could be in 20 years where maybe the west does go through a time of serious persecution for christians mm-hmm. and it is like oh you are being jailed oh you are being excommunicated oh you are losing your job mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't 
I wouldn't say maybe like legally that things would be changed to the point where it's like, oh, you can't be Christian. Mm. If it happened, I wouldn't be surprised, but I just mm. don't see it going that route yeah. with this idea of tolerance. But if they can manipulate the masses into thinking that to- Christians are intolerant and therefore in- don't tolerate the Christians, mm. which would be ironic, maybe. Hilarious, actually. I'd be like, well, you guys, it's like Planet Fitness. Planet yeah. Fitness is a start to all of this. Yeah. Judgment-free zone, except if you, you work out really loud, we're going to judge you. We're going to judge you. What? Yeah. We're tolerant of you unless you disagree with our ideologies, and then yeah. we don't tolerate you. What? Yeah. Anyways, but you can, you can see, you can theorize or see, oh, this could happen, but like right now in the world today, things are serious to the degree of murder, where if you become a Christian, like Syrian Christians a couple years ago were getting their heads cut off. Hmm. Last month, or not last month, a couple months ago, um, yeah, just a couple months ago, Christians in Nigeria were shot and killed, hmm. you know? Like, this stuff is happening, and it's heartbreaking, it's serious. And so I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm being oppressed, I'm being, like, attacked as a Christian in the West. It's like, yeah, there's some social dilemmas that are, mm-hmm. are problematic, but you're not, like, scared for your life. Yeah. You're not scared to go outside thinking that the military is going to come and arrest you and you're going to go missing. There was a pastor in one of the nations that I was working at that I don't want to talk, I don't want to give too much away because... I don't know what the situation is. Probably is dead, honestly, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this pastor, but I heard about this guy. And he was converting people from this one religion to Christianity, which is illegal in this mm-hmm. certain nation. And he got caught, and the police came to his house, took him in a van, and he's never been heard of since. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, I know that guy. You know him or know of him? I know him. I heard the same story. Yeah. And so, it's, it's like, oh man, like that's... Yeah. That's real. I don't want to ever say just because someone might spit on me for being a christian or mm. yell at me or or cuss me out that's like i'm being persecuted yeah i want to make this this distinction um i think that or maybe this observation i think that persecution is such a big deal and wants to be claimed so much in america is because it's not expected right like we've lived in a, a christian society for so long that now that we've progressed to a post-christian society and it's normal to have discrimination towards christians um it's like a big deal to people right and so you want to use words like being persecuted and like strong language you're like i'm not used to this this isn't something that i'm used to i don't want this to happen anymore right Mm -hmm. um i think we've just kind of become lax on our mindset towards what being a christian is like and we can talk about this a little bit more Mm. i'm gonna read a couple bible verses um 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ, Jesus, will be persecuted. John 15.20 says, Remember the word that I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, um, they will also keep yours. Or sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if we desire to be like Christ, we desire to follow him and keep his ways, we will be persecuted, yeah. right? And there's there's a part of me that that gets really convicted when I read these verses because sometimes I won't be seeing persecution in my life, and I'm like I live in I live in a post Christian society, right? Like it would be normal if I received some amount of discrimination for my actions, right? And I think maybe I'm not living a life according to this like Second Timothy verse, and that's why I'm not receiving discrimination, mm. right? Mm. Like maybe. I'm not truly desiring to live a godly life and walking out the life that like the disciples lived um, and the apostles lived, right? But 
because I'm not seeing persecution yeah, yeah. in my life sometimes, yeah. right? Like, is it just that I live in such a society that doesn't care? Or is it that my actions don't lead to me being persecuted because I'm not actually acting like Christ would act or I'm not desiring to live a godly life. I'm just desiring to live like a, uh, like a, I don't, mm, like a social justice Christianity where like I'm for all the things the culture is for socially reforming and like Christians should be for uh, like justice, right? But like, I don't want to just agree with everything that the culture agrees with so I can fit in and not be discriminated against, right? And right. kind of keep the things that are, like, a little more touchy about my faith, like, in the background, right? Right. Like, if, like, if Christ says, like, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you, right? And I, I need to examine myself and say, I can't be ashamed of what I believe is true. Um, I can't be ashamed of God and what he said in his word. Um, I need to really desire to live a godly life. Because if I don't, then I'm not going to live a godly life. I'm not going to be displaying myself um, as Christ would want me to display myself. And I'm probably also not going to get persecuted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like persecution from these verses is just a telltale sign of of being a Christian. Like, it comes to the the job description, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like, as you were in, I thought that too. I was like thinking, hmm. It's like, if if you don't have persecution in your life... Are you, it's like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. It's like, because it says, those who desire to live a godly life will experience persecution. Yeah. And and that could look like anything. So it's, that's not to shame anyone. It's saying, if they're like, oh, I've never experienced persecution. I'm a bad Christian. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just like. But maybe you should feel some conviction. But maybe you should be more proactive in your faith. And that's not to say, oh, I'm going to go be mean to people so I can, they yeah. can be mean to me and then I'll be persecuted. It's like, no, don't be a, don't be a jerk. You know, yeah. you don't got to go do that either. But yeah, if you are preaching the gospel mm-hmm. daily, you're gonna come across. Maybe yeah. You don't have to do it daily, but like normally on an average, on a normal lifestyle. Whenever given the opportunity, yeah, right. Like you're at the store, you see somebody preaching. You don't have to go like, okay, it's five thirty. I'm gonna go evangelize. Now, if you do that, that's great, awesome. Right. But you don't. Let's not like. Right. I think that's a perfect example. Like in our society, I don't think you're gonna experience a lot of persecution unless you push yourself out there. You can yeah. you can stay and like be comfortable, right? And live like a, a feel good Christianity where like you're living for yourself and like you're wanting God to do things for you and stuff like that, right? Because if you're not sharing the gospel, if people don't know you're Christian and you just look the same as everybody else, you're just like a nice person. Yeah. You don't tell people you're a Christian, like you're not displaying yourself like that to the world, so no one's going to persecute you, right? Yeah. You're not telling people about God. But if you're doing what God has asked us to do, in converting people and sharing um, what God has done for us with other people and the truth about what he's done with other people, then you will like have, be persecuted, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody in the, or not everybody, but, but most people in this world, if they're not a Christian, right, are serving a different master than the one we're serving, right? Yeah. And are going to be opposed to our way of life. And yeah. so the instant reaction to being met with truth of a different kingdom Right of Christ's kingdom is gonna gonna probably be a negative reaction, mm-hmm. right? Like we we'll go and evangelize, and sometimes we'll get just like neutral reactions, sometimes good reactions, sometimes someone will like flip us off and say like screw you, right? Yeah, I think that would I don't think that would like I wouldn't count that as persecution by definition. You could, but I think for America, that's gonna be like the discrimination that you're gonna experience for being a Christian, and yeah. if you're not experiencing that then you really got to ask yourself, like, I really got to ask myself, like, if I haven't experienced this in a while, like, what is happening? Because I only see the culture moving more Mm anti-Christian. So if I'm not experiencing that, am I moving farther away from what God has asked me to do? Am I not representing Christ the right way? Because I'm just, like, trying to stay safe and stay, like, neutral and not trying to offend anybody and not standing up for what I actually believe. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I want... 
I was thinking about that too. Like, the gospel is offensive. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get around that. The reason it's offensive is because, just like Derry was saying, is that it's they're living their way in this stream, and anything that's not going God's way is going against God's way. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can be adjacent to it, but not really follow. It's like you're in direct, uh, like a direct opposition to mm-hmm. God if you're not submitted to Him. Yeah, because there is no like uh, kind of. Middle Excuse ground, me. right? Yeah, it's there's not, no, there's middle, no ground. middle ground. It's either you're against God or mm-hmm. or you're for him. And and that's in scripture. It says you're either, if you don't gather, you scatter, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's an aspect where the gospel is offensive. Now, not everyone may, might, um, everyone's going to uh, react differently. But the truth is when you preach like, hey, you have to stop doing this. God has so much more fulfillment for you. And what you're doing is actually sinful. And God needs you to repent because he loves you. And he cares mm-hmm. for you. And what you're doing is going to kill you. That's, the, that's why the, the gospel is good because it saves people from sin. And that's what you got to understand. As a Christian, you're not just being mean and saying like, oh, you, your way is not good, so you have to follow my way because my way is better. It's that every other way that's not Christ's way is going to lead to death. Yeah. Even if it looks good, it's a slow poison. It's a sneaky poison mm-hmm. that leads to separation from God, lack of fulfillment in life, and confusion or, or, or like workspace or, or, and it's drudgery. Mm-hmm. And even if people feel so fulfilled in life... It doesn't match the fulfillment that they can have in Christ because Christ is the one who created them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that my way is better than your way, so you need to give up your life. It's your way is going to kill you, and Christ wants you saved. Mm-hmm. That's the love of God. That's the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And when you tell people that, what they think is my way is the best way because obviously I'm not going to go for something that's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this lifestyle that I think is good. And you're coming and saying, no, no, what you're doing is going to kill you. And then they think, Oh, that's no, how, who are you to tell me what my way is doing? You don't know my life. You don't yeah. know this. And, and they're going to have offended reactions because the gospel is offensive when it confronts sin, mm. you know? Yeah. And the verse that you are quoting was Matthew twelve thirty. Um, if you're not former, you're against me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a great quote from, uh, Shailen, who's a rapper that says the gospel is offensive because it deals with our offenses towards Christ. Right. And no one likes to be confronted with their offenses. Right. So when you're confronted with the sin that you've committed, it's going to be offensive, right? You're going to feel offended because someone has pointed out the ways that you have transgressed um, God's law, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's going to point out your, your flaws and your errors and confront you with the things you've done wrong. And yeah. usually when people are confronted with things they've done wrong, they want to deny or they want to push back or they want to shift the blame, mm-hmm. right? It's just a normal – I do it too all the time. Yeah, it's just a normal I, part of being confronted with things you've done wrong. Yeah, and a good like story to represent this, I guess, in a not eternal mindset, in a very earthly uh, mindset. I was one time speeding. Uh, no, I was not speeding. Okay. Well, I was, but I didn't know. Okay. So this is why it's good. People live their life in sin, but they don't know they're sinning. No, I don't think they wake up every day and think I'm going to disobey God today, unless mm-hmm. they hate God, which there are people who probably do that. Yeah. Um, but I was driving, I was driving home from work. I took this one way home that I never go down. I just would, for whatever reason, went this way home today. And as I was going, this cop pulled me over that one day and I was, like, mad because I was, like, what the heck? I was doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was, like, um, no, I don't. And I was mm-hmm. mad because I was, like, bro, like, you have no grounds to pull me over. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, do you know how fast you're going? I was, like, yeah, 50. And he's, like, do you know the speed limit here? And I was, like, yeah, it's 50. That's, like, <laughs> how I was talking to him because I was mad. I was, like, bro, I'm going 50 to 50. What's your problem? And he's, like, no, it's 25. It's a school zone. Dang. And I was, like, what? And, like, my mouth dropped. And I was, like, oh. And so in that instance... 
I did, was doing something I didn't know was wrong. I was convinced that what I was doing was truth. Mm. And then when I was confronted with the truth, like someone pulled me over and said, do you know what you were doing? And I said, yeah, I was doing this. It's fine. He said, no, that's not the truth. Here's the truth. And I realized I was in opposition to the truth. There was an offense where I was like, I was being confronted by this guy who was upholding truth. Mm-hmm. And I was mad about it because I was like, why are you confronting my way? This is correct. Mm-hmm. And then he says, no, this is the truth. You were in wrong. And I said, oh, and my mouth dropped. Yeah. And then in that moment, I could double down and say, well, no, I didn't say that. Or I could say, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. And I, I did. I was like, my mouth dropped. I was like, what? And he's like, it's a school zone. I was like, <laughs> oh. And he's like, did you know that? I was like. Uh, yeah, actually, I was like, I drive this route to work every day, but I never take it back from work because I go the other way. Hmm. And so I just wasn't thinking about it. I know the school's hmm. on in the morning, but I don't know. And he's like, okay. And he gave me, he was really nice after I was like, humble. Cool. And I was like, frick. But he, I got a fix-it ticket because my windshield was cracked. So Dang. it still cost me $200, but no points on my license, which was good. That's good, yeah. But all that to say, I was doing something that I was convinced was okay and, and, and fine, Mm-hmm. And he had he held truth, and he confronted me with truth. Mm-hmm. And when I was met with truth, I had I had to repent in a way mm-hmm. of that repent to the law, stop disobeying the law, and mm-hmm. and come to Christ. And it's the same thing with the gospel, where where people are doing what they think is fine, mm-hmm. but we have the gospel, so we tell them, hey, that's not fine, and they're going to have an offended reaction. They're going to react a certain way, and that's going back to the main point. That's where what we could call technically persecution will come in. Mm-hmm. In other nations, it looks like. You're going to lose your, your whole family's going to reject you. Your fa- your friends are going to reject you. You're you're fired, and or it could look like we are going to publicly execute you, like yeah. in North Korea, right? Yeah. And so, or it could look like in America, like, oh, I'm mad at you. I don't want to have coffee with you anymore. Yeah. Or I don't want to be your friend. I'm going to block you on Instagram. Or I'm going to give you an F in this class because I'm your professor. Yeah, and that that is like, academia. There's a huge dissuasion yeah. against Christians. Yeah. And all that to say, like, it is, it, like, whatever persecution or degree of persecution you're, we're talking about, as a Christian, you will per- do it, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the book of Hebrews talks about, uh, deals with this group of Christians. The book of Hebrews in the Bible is a letter written to the church of the Hebrews, the Hebrew church. Mm-hmm. And the church was thinking to themselves, they were they're going th- under undergoing 30 years of serious persecution. They're thinking, okay, like, I, I want to turn back. You know, this hurts. This is hard. It was easier being a Jew. Maybe I'll go serve God as a Jew. And the writer of Hebrews, the whole the whole thing is basically a plead to say, Jesus is worth it. Don't give in. Mm. Don't give in to the persecution, right? Mm. And that's what we need to remember when we're doing stuff, even in the West, as time progresses and the culture gets more progressively violent maybe towards mm. Christians, we have to remember Jesus is worth it. And we need to pray that our Christian brothers and sisters in different countries where they seri- they experience more serious persecution would understand and believe that Jesus is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Matthew uh, 5, 10, and 11 says, uh, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, and this is 11, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Right? It says, right after that, it says, Rejoice and be glad. Right? Because you're blessed. Because mm-hmm. of what you're going through, mm-hmm. right? So if I have any challenge to give to you guys and get, to give them to myself, like if you're not seeing persecution in your life, don't go out and like try to be mean to people. <laughs> but maybe you need to be ministering to people more, mm-hmm. right? And maybe disregard the word ministering, right? Just be talking to people in your life about what God has done for you and who he is to you. Maybe what you're learning. 
you start learning about philosophy, maybe something you learned in this podcast, maybe something you heard at church, maybe a question you're discussing with your friend or your spouse or something like that, and you can just talk to a friend about it. And maybe they're going to accept it. Maybe they're going to reject it, but in a kind way. Maybe they're going to reject it in a, a hostile way. You know what I mean? And you've received some persecution, and then you can respond correctly to that persecution um, in joy and knowing you're blessed because you're persecuted, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my, my uh, challenge to us yeah. is to do that and to, to really like, feel the conviction if you're not being – if you're not seeing yourself like, live up to those things because there's always grace – Right. And then say, honestly, like, I know the Lord wants me to do these things. I'm going to start working towards doing them. If I'm afraid of even talking to someone about what I believe, I'm going to take tiny steps. I don't have to be like a street preacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm going to take tiny steps into like slowly talking about to people about what I believe, you know. And as soon as I take a little step of faith, I'm going to take a step after that until eventually I'm sharing the full gospel with someone and I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I can share the gospel with a group of people. Right, and I'm still not ashamed of it. Right, yeah. and maybe there's still anxiety around it because it's always like scary to put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Um, but it gets less and less the more you do it. Yeah, and small steps lead to big change. You know, small step after small step, and mm-hmm. like Darius saying, progresses. And pretty soon, you're sharing the gospel with like five people, and you're like, "Wow, I'm doing pretty good at this," and people are coming to repent. Yeah, because God's good and He's changing me. Yeah, and so yeah, guys, be blessed, be challenged. Um, be blessed. Pray for our Christian brothers and sisters who experience real persecution. Mm-hmm. And when you do experience some degrees of persecution, rejoice because it means you're following God seriously. Yep. You know, so. Segoi. What? Is that Japanese? Awesome Japanese. <laughs> I don't watch anime. <laughs> no, dude, I watch anime all the time. I watch Avatar Last Airbender. Okay. <laughs> Derek hates that sales anime. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. As always, check us out on all the socials. We got a Patreon. Tic Tacs. If you're on uh, Spotify, you can hit that little support button if you want to mm-hmm. do that too. Um, God is good and He's changed people's lives, and we want to be part of that. And we yep. want you to be part of that through this ministry, through supporting it. So, if you enjoyed a- it, share it with your friends, your family. Our main goal is to get this to be out to as many eyes as possible so people can have their questions asked or answered so that they don't fall away from the Lord and they have an increased intimacy with God. <laughs>